If you have your Bible, you can go ahead and turn to Luke 15, Luke 15. And while you're turning there, uh, I'll try to get away from this crying stuff. I'm not, I'm not promising. But I thank you as a church uh, for allowing me to have a great place to raise kids. Uh, and obviously, some of y'all gave money for that old playground that he's talking about. I know Brother Henson almost lost his life because of that playground. So. Amen. Uh, I think he was carrying the concrete for the merry-go-round and set it down in the pole, stood up real fast, and got him right in the side of the head. <laughs> so, felt like Herschel hitting you, wasn't it? But uh, anyway, <laughs> but uh, anyway, so I, I know obviously some of y'all were there before we even got there, and 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 prayed and gave and worked and got the church to that point from when they got there. And so, but as a dad, uh, that's something you worry about. You worry about the church where your kids are going to grow up. You worry about the school where they're going to get to go. And uh, I didn't have to. And I, I appreciate that. Thank you for <clears throat> being examples to them and uh, praying for them, loving them, and obviously giving them a great place to, to, to grow up. Uh, and uh, obviously I'm going to finish up uh, with, I'll just give you the conclusion here in a second. The Bible tells you to honor your mother and father. And there you are. I mean, they're, they're, they're doing it. And, uh, and some of you can say the same exact thing. Some of you have a hurt inside your heart. When you think about it. I know my mom has one preaching tonight and has one in prison. That's tough. And it's all in your hands. You could be here or anywhere else serving God and making your parents happy and proud. Or you can be in prison or out of the will of God and making them sad. So Luke 15, 11 says this. And he said, a certain man had two sons. And of course, we know this story is a prodigal son. But a couple weeks ago, that verse jumped out at me. And the Lord said, this is the one you're going to preach on Sunday night. Because I got two sons. And proud of both of them. But in this situation, we see here one, the young one, was running off the mouth and saying, Daddy, I want my inheritance right now. Give it to me now. And y'all know the story. Uh, I'll try to go quickly because we, we let them talk. But uh, uh, so he got his money, obviously left and ruined his life, used it all up, came back home. And the older one, when he got back, he was ticked. No, I've been here the whole time. And I never got a fatty calf. I never got a ring. I never got a party. So the dad was disappointed in both of them. One for wasting his life and one for being kind of ingrateful or ingrate. And, uh, but I can say, in all honesty, neither one of mine has ever disappointed me. Now, I've, be, I've spanked them when they were little. And I, I thought, man, they shouldn't have done that or they should maybe, but never to this point. So I want to thank both of you for never disappointing me. This man had two sons, and he was disappointing both of them. So thank you both. And one is leaving, and one's staying. Same thing in this story. One's leaving to go to God, to go to Spain, because God's sending him there. And so I'm happy about it. That's rough. <laughs> it's tough. Uh, and it's, it's going to be even worse in about uh, on January 31st when I get on that plane and head back this way. Y'all pray for me. It's going to be tough, but I'm never disappointed that they're in God's will. 
and the other one, he's staying. And that makes me proud. Because some of y'all don't know this. Some of you do. He had a chance to leave about, I don't even know how many months ago now. And as far as a young man going into the ministry, it was the creme de la creme. It was a dream job as somebody that wanted to be an assistant pastor. Other than this one, <laughs> he can't have my job yet. All right. <laughs> but he was going to be a music director and a youth director. And I mean, he was going to have a good paycheck. They even told him, you're going to get to live in the country club just right down the road from the church. We're going to take care of the house for you. And he was going to get to sing and, and be youth director and even help with basketball, things like that. And that's what he's looking forward to. So obviously he went to his pastor before he made any decisions like that and said, what should I ask? This is what you ask. Go up there. Everything's going good. I mean, he sold his house, quit his job, leaving. And the pastor says, hey, when you get here, we're going to go to this conference, and there's a few things I want to make some changes in the music. I'm not coming. Not coming. That took spirituality. That took manhood. Where are you going to live? I don't know, but I'm not coming. How are you going to make it? I don't know, but I'm not coming. But now I think he gets to teach in the greatest Christian school in the world. So I'm proud of both of them, one for leaving and one for staying. Like this man, he, he was disappointed in his sons. I have never been disappointed in my sons. Uh, Matthew 21, 28. Let's flip over there real quick. We're going to look at a few people in the Bible that had two sons. And this is for the sermon. This is for the rest of us. Uh, obviously, young people, I want you to listen. If you have children, I want you to listen. Uh, and just like Pastor says, if yours is already grown and grown, and you're, but you're praying for maybe grandkids, things like that, look at these principles. But then the Bible says, Matthew 21, 28, But what think ye? A certain man had two sons. And he came to the first and said, Son, uh, go work today in the vineyard. And verse 29 said, And he answered and said, I will not. Let me just stop right here. If that would have happened, I would have had one son. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm just telling you. All right. Son, go work in the the vineyard, and uh, I will not. I would have just had one son. That was it. All right. But anyway, we'll go on. He must not have been like me for some reason. But anyway, but afterwards, he repented and went in verse 31. And it said, he came to the second son, and likewise. And uh, for you guys, same to you, Slick. I think that's how that's translated. Amen. Uh, Anyway, I can't remember who I was chewing out. I think I was chewing you out. Amen. I mean, I was letting him have it down the road, things like that. And Jason was in his room not being, you know, he was being still. Uh, So I just went to his room and said, same to you, Slick, because I knew he could hear me. But anyway, they've given me a hard time for that all day. But I think that's what that's translated. And he came to the second and said, likewise, same to you, Slick. Uh, And he answered and said, I'll go, sir. But he went not. All right, so again, these two young men and the first ones, one went, one stayed, he was disappointed both. This one right here, one obeyed and one lied. And so again, thank you both for doing right. So by the way of outline, we're going to look at a, a couple of guys here that had two sons. So let's go to Genesis 48, just like this morning, we'll go to uh, several verses, one each point anyway. And we'll look at it in the Bible uh, for, for these men that had two sons in the Bible. And... Uh, you have two daughters i'm sure the principles will apply things like that but for the sake of the outline we'll do this so genesis 48 verse 9 and we're talking about joseph 
Joseph had two sons, uh, Manassas and Ephraim. Aren't you glad we didn't name y'all that? Uh, but anyway, Manassas and Ephraim, uh, in verse 9, 48, chapter 48, verse 9. And Joseph said unto, unto his father, uh, they are my sons whom God hath given me uh, in this place. And so, of course, obviously, in this context here, Joseph is talking to his dad, uh, introducing his grandsons. And he's sitting and telling them, uh, these are my sons that God gave me. And uh, every parent, you ought to look at your kid like that. Uh, I believe the Bible even teaches that. They're a gift from God. Uh, and so I, when, when I found out I was going to have a child, uh, buddy, uh, there you go. All right. They, they like that one. Uh, buddy, if I'm really serious, I get a, a good, a good mark, mark in there. Uh, but I, when I found out I was going to be a dad, read every verse I could find in the Bible about being a dad, about being a parent. Take, taking it serious. Uh, and so, obviously, Joseph was excited here. God gave me these kids, and so I thank God for giving me you two guys, and uh, I took my job as a dad serious, raising you, and, and like Jason said, uh, I know I was not perfect, uh, but it says here, I'm sure Joseph was proud to introduce to his father, uh, just like I've always been proud to introduce my kids, uh, and again, they, they, they have always, they haven't been perfect, uh, but I don't know of a time where I've had to introduce them to a, a police officer. Uh, or I don't ever have a, a probation officer uh, or anybody like that. Uh, but praise the Lord, this, uh, Joseph was excited about uh, having his sons. And, and it says here, he always takes care of me. Uh, in verse 15, skip on down there. It says here, and he was blessed, Joseph, and said, God, before uh, when my father Abraham and Isaac did walk, and God hath fed me all uh, uh, my life along unto this day. And so, of course, I would tell my sons, I've always told my sons, God is the one that's taking care of me, and he can take care of you. And uh, uh, it says here, God can bless you and, uh, and cause you to grow. Look at verse 16. It says here, and the angel which redeemed me from all evil. And uh, as I was reading this, of course, uh, I didn't grow up in a church like this. So it took me till about 17 years old uh, to get into a place like this. And so that verse means a lot to me. And the angel redeemed me from all evil. And uh, so that y'all could have the life that you have. And uh, you know, uh, I've never let you go around cousins that would influence you to be like I used to be. I've never taken you to a place where uh, you might be influenced. Because I didn't want you to have the life that I had those first 17 years. So my prayer is this. Bless the lads. And let my name be a name on them and the name of my fathers, Abraham and Isaac, and let them grow. Uh, so y'all are 28 and 26, but I want you to keep growing. You haven't arrived. You haven't plateaued. You keep growing. That's my prayer. Uh, no matter where you are, whether you're in Spain, here, or anywhere in the world, you keep growing. Secondly, uh, let's go to Ruth 1. Ruth 1. So the first one was Joseph. He had two sons. And uh, he was letting them know, God gave you to me. God's taking care of me. He can take care of you. And my prayer is that you keep growing. Uh, don't plateau. Don't, 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 don't uh, uh, stop growing. Now we have Elimelech, of course, another familiar one that had two sons. And this is in Ruth 1.1. Ruth it says here, Now it came to pass in the, in, in the days when uh, the judges ruled that there was a famine in the land. And it says here, and a certain man of Bethlehem, Judah, went to sojourn in the country of Moab, he and his wife and his two sons. Uh, so what we can get, and again, Malon and Chilion, 
And uh, <laughs> Jason Brown sounds a whole lot better to me. Uh, but anyway, we see here the Bible says that, that the judges were ruling. God wasn't in charge. The preachers weren't in charge. The judges were ruling. And so, of course, God's not going to bless that. And so then it says here that Elimelech, he said, man, i got to take care of my kids. i got to feed them. Uh, and, and so they went to sojourn, and that's what they usually do. We're just going to do this for a little while. Uh, but just like Lot, he sojourned, and he ended up staying there and uh, lost his family. Uh, so we see here that uh, in this principle, uh, I and your mom always kept you where God wanted you to be. And so let that sink in. I hope everybody that's got kids always keep them where they need to be. Well, there's a famine. Who cares? So we see, uh, you know, that's what my wife and I promised each other when we had kids. They're going to be in church always. And uh, we're not going to skip church. Even when we go on vacation, we're going to go to church. Uh, I mean, they're just not going to skip church. We're not going to get out of the will of God. And uh, we made a promise to each other that they would always be in Christian school. Why? I went to public school. And if it was as bad as it was back in the eons ago when I was there, man, I can imagine what it is now. And we promised each other, I don't care what happens. You know, we'll, she'll homeschool them before they'll go to public school. And just like we see here, Malon and Chilion, they got taken over to Moab. And uh, we see that they weren't where they're supposed to be. And it says here, but the famine came. And there's been times in our life when it was kind of famine-esque, I guess. Uh, yeah, I remember couple times when a preacher called us in and said, uh, well, no paychecks for a while. All right. That's kind of famine-esque to me. <laughs> I don't know if it is to you. Uh, but y'all stayed in this church. Y'all stayed in that Christian school. And I got the second and third job. What's going to be like a limelight? Ah, forget it. I'll just go get a job make some big cash, big money. And uh, we don't need church. We don't need school. Nope. That's not the way it was in our house. When the famine came, Dad just got a second job, third job, whatever it took. And then let's look and see what it says in verse 4. Uh, Ruth 4. It says here, And they took them wives of the women of Moab. <laughs> That's another reason we didn't want to go to Moab. Because girls are pretty everywhere. I remember showing up kindergarten, first day of school. Whew. No such thing as a cootie in my mind, buddy. I mean, I want my sign seat right over there. That's just the way I thought. So we've always told them, I don't care how hot she is. If she works at, uh, you know, Chick-fil-A or, or uh, you know, Sonic or whatever, you know, you ain't talking to her. You, know, you pick from the church house. You pick from the Bible college, uh, not the world, not Moab. And we see here, they, they ended up marrying women of Moab. And I'm telling you, they're pretty everywhere. So if you take them over to Moab, that's who they're going to end up with. And if the devil has his way, he'll try to even do it when they're in the church house. But praise God, uh, with you know, us smacking them upside the head their whole life, their pastor advising them, they got two awesome ones. They're going to complete y'all, guys. They have completed y'all. But you, you wouldn't have had violin practice if you were in Moab, Jason. You wouldn't be singing on a tour group, meet your wife, 
if you'd have been in Moab. Praise God, we stayed in church. Let's go to Genesis 27. So Joseph had two sons. Elimelech had two sons. Isaac had two sons. Over here in Genesis 27, 11. Isaac had two sons, Jacob and Esau. That's getting a little better. <laughs> Malon, Chilion, Manassas, and Ephraim. We're getting a little closer here. Jacob and Esau. I think we got some Jacobs here. I don't think we got any Esau. But, but we see here in verse 11, it says, And Jacob said to Rebekah's mother, Behold, Esau, my brother, is hairy man, and I am a smooth man. And we will stop right there. Y'all know what I'm talking about. He's one of them that has to shave like six times a day and one like once a month or two. <laughs> so they were different. And again, that's, we, we learned that a long, long time ago. Your kids are different. Don't try to make them be the same. You might can dress them the same. You might can, you know, make them talk the same, things like that. But they're not the same. Let God have his way in their life. And uh, praise the Lord uh, that y'all are different, uh, but you're both awesome in my mind. And so your mom and I, we've always been on the same page with that because Rebecca here got along with Jacob and did some conniving and went out and killed a kid and made it taste like deer meat and uh, put fur on his hands because he was the smooth one, things like that, and tricked his dad. She's never done anything like that. It wasn't, well, what'd your mom say? Or what'd your dad say? No, it's what, what do y'all say? Uh, so be on the same page. Uh, it'll help, I promise you. Let's go, let's see here, to 1 Samuel, almost finished. 1 Samuel chapter 1. Isaac had two sons. Now we see here, 1 Samuel 1, 3. This is Eli. Eli had two sons. Back to the weird names, Hophni and Phinehas. If your name's Hophni and Phinehas, I'm sorry. Didn't mean to insult you. Uh, but Hophni and Phinehas had two sons. It says here in 1 Samuel 1, 3, And this man went up out of the city yearly to worship and to sacrifice unto the Lord of hosts in Shiloh. And the two sons of Eli, Hophni and Phinehas, and the priests of the Lord were there. And uh, if, if you get to grow up in the church, you get to see everything. You get to be around everything. And these guys should have taken advantage of that, and they did not. Uh, they rebelled against it. They ran from it. Uh, they were wicked. And I praise the Lord, and I thank you guys for always being a part. We won't take time to turn here, but in 1 Samuel 2.12, it says here, Now the sons of Eli were sons of Belial, and they knew not the Lord. They weren't saved. And so just because you do have a parent in the ministry does not guarantee that you're going to be right. Does not guarantee uh, that God's going to use you. You've got to know the Lord. You've got to get saved. Uh, these guys did not know the Lord. They were not saved. And I remember uh, when both of you got saved, was able to lead both of you to the Lord. And I, I really appreciate that. Uh, one thousands of people to the Lord, but y'all are probably my favorite too. 1 Samuel 2.17 says, Wherefore, the sin of the young man was very great before the Lord, and the men abhorred the entering of the Lord, or the offering of the Lord. And I hope y'all can say this, because they've both grown up here. Uh, and they, uh, they've probably, even back when they were kids, they probably helped you set up your Sunday school room, towed the chairs for you, 
open the door for you. I hope the sight of them hasn't made you abhor. Good young man. Perfect no. But there's good young men. That makes me proud. But can you imagine how Eli felt? <sighs> Wicked little Hophni and Phineas. I wish they weren't even around here. I mean, goodness gracious. And I mean, the, the things they did brought you know, people into the house of God that shouldn't have been there, had relationships with them. They're in the house of God. I mean, the men of God, the men of the church, they abhorred them. Uh, but it, it makes me happy. It makes me smile. And I hope you raise your children to do that. First Samuel uh, 4, 17 says here, And the messenger answered and said unto Israel, uh, I have fled before thee and the Philistines, that there hath been all so a great slaughter among the people, that, and thy two sons also, Hophni and Phinehas, are dead, and the ark of God is taken. Uh, obviously, I, I, don't, I don't see this happening to you guys if you'll put God first. And don't, don't let God have to judge you. And uh, the last one I'll read, you don't have to turn there. But in Matthew 20, verse 21, it says here, uh, a person was talking to Jesus. doesn't say the person's name. But it says, grant these thy two son, my two sons to sit one on the right hand and one on the other uh, left or on the, on the left in thy kingdom. And verse 22 says, but Jesus answered and said, you don't know what you're talking about. You don't know what you ask. That's not mine to give. And I read this verse, guys, because you know how we've always told you. We didn't let you take advantage of being a staff kid. We didn't let you take advantage of always being the church mouse. Uh, I remember the, the toughest one. Is when the college got a game room, we wouldn't let y'all go in there because y'all weren't in college. But dad, nobody's here. It's for the college. And Dr. Howes always preached the sermon, don't rush the washing machine. Preacher always taught us that. You know, don't, don't let your kids go too far out there. Make them enjoy seventh grade. Don't let them act like college kids when they're in seventh grade. And they, they didn't like it. Well, you get to go in there. Sorry. Uh, just don't rush the washing machine. Uh, let them grow into that. And so we see here uh, that we never allowed them to take advantage of that. And so in conclusion, Exodus 20, verse 12, Honor thy father and mother, that the days may be long upon the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. And so I, I feel like y'all are going to have long lives, fellas, because y'all have done nothing but honor us. And I appreciate that. And again, sorry for y'all having to go through that. Uh, but that's what God told me to preach. And I felt like I should obey him. But uh, I'm very proud of them. And I'm just as proud as some of these over here. Because I think they do put God first. They're growing. And, uh, but then there's some more back there that need that same opportunity. So as a dad that's been able to raise his kids in this church and in this Christian school, thank you, thank you, thank you. And uh, I'll do my part pay for whatever, to work for whatever, things like that, so your kids can have the same. Because somebody did that for me before I even got here. And so uh, we're going to have a word of prayer. Brother Farber will come.